welcome to the Sports Honchos Radio Show, part of the Go Sports Media Company Radio Network. We're hoping you're here because you've just about had it with everyone and everything else. And you're looking for a pair of good-looking guys to tell it like it is, like it was, and how it should be. Or maybe you've got nothing else to do right now and you just need to waste some time. Either way, you might as well turn it up because it's time for the boys to get in your face, under your skin, over the top, and out of bounds. And now, here are your honchos, Paul Cuthbert and Robert Cuny. Are you ready, Mr. Cuny? I am ready, Mr. Cuthbert. Well, let's go! Woohoo! Wednesday Night Live, baby! Surprise, surprise, surprise! Episode 41. Ha-ha! <laughs> We're going for 50, baby! Go surely, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, in the great state of New York, home of the Browns Bombers! And ladies and gentlemen, say hello to your favorite honcho mom, Mr. C. Robert Cutie in Maryland, baby. How are you? Greetings and salutations from the land of the, that's right, 51-win Baltimore Orioles. Hey, man, we got to 50. Doing the Yanks a favor last night, buddy. Way to go, man. No problem. Team. If if I oh. had to pick between two evils of the Sox and the Yanks, it's the Yanks every time. I can't stand the Red Sox. Woe is us, Boston Red Sox, with all your championships. Get, get out of here. Get out of here. Not you, Paul. You're fabulous. But the Red Thank Sox, you. get out of here. Yes. Hey, get out of here. I'm with you. Yankees took care of them over the weekend. We'll get into that a little later on in our uh, baseball segmente here on the Honchos. Uh, good evening to you, sir. It is uh, Wednesday, September 29th. Look at this, buddy. A couple more days left of September. And then it's Rocktober, everybody. <laughs> yeah, Rocktober, baby. Speaking of Rocktober, I went to, uh, you, you know I've had a, a bit of an ear infection here the last couple of weeks, buddy. I was not aware, actually. Oh, well, you know, Your doctor didn't call me. You obviously have blocked me in all our contact measures here. But it, 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 I'm better now. So uh, the effect's gone away, a little treatment. So I went to my uh, ENT, ear, nose, and throat specialist out here on Long Island, the island, the longest the of violence. Yes, the longest <laughs> of violence. And um, turns out my auntie is, is, a, is a New York Rangers hockey fan. I happen to have a uh, face mask that you still have to wear when you go to doctor's offices here. Of course. Other than that, you can run naked in the streets here in Long Island, Nassau County, number two vaccinated county in the whole damn country, by the way. All right? Number one in New yes. York. So of we're all running so. around here naked out here. No nothing, no coverage. But when you go to the doctor, you do have to wear a mask. Because it's science. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <laughs> man. So um, I have a, uh, I don't know if I've told you about WeBleedBlue.com out here in New York. They're, uh, they do Rangers uh, gear. That's, I got the hat. Style. Yes, that's right. You are. See? It's almost hockey season, folks. We're not quite yeah. there yet. No. So I have my um, my mask, my New York Rangers mask that I got from the guys from Weebly Blue. And I walk in, and it turns out that my specialist is a big Ranger fan. Outstanding. And her husband, he does all the NHL stat stuff at the Garden. And he's got an old 70-something Corvette wrapped in the Rangers' blue sweater. She showed wow. me pictures. It's incredible. Does that fact, mean we can, we can do a live remote from the world's most famous arena? One of these days, maybe. You know, she went out of her way to tell me the other day he was actually going to come to my appointment yesterday, but he right. got called into the garden last minute. He was bringing the vet. She was doing that for me. 
That's how Ranger that fans been, take care of each other. Cool that would have been a great picture. Did you did you tell her to tune into the sports honchos? No, I didn't. No, well, you're done. I just told her about my Rangers podcast. That's really all that matters around here. You know that. Okay. Are you still doing that? <laughs> it's up in the air, man. I'm, I'm trying to get uh, John Davidson and Jeff Gordon to be co-hosts with me. <laughs> well, give it some time. I'm sure they'll be available. Well, Gordon's still looking for work. No, actually, he's working for ESPN now, so good for him. Yeah. Anyway, you said it's Rocktober coming up, okay? Yeah, Rocktober, baby. So when I was in there last week, I said, do me a favor, Teresa. When I come back here next week, I said, I'm a musician and all that stuff. I said, just for, let me have an ear test, okay? So come back in yesterday. The infection's gone away. Cleared the old ears out. All good stuff. I get the ear test. Turns out, buddy, I've got permanent nerve damage in my ears. It's Is it from wearing the headphones? It's from actually the time from when did we start this show? Oh, last last uh, I don't know September. So it goes all the way back to the beginning of the no, show. It's career. it's on the chart. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. Now I'm blessed. I'm not going deaf. I don't need any hearing aids. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. But man, there's a, there's a chart uh, that goes straight across, and there's like these blinds that go, and I guess it's DBs and all that other stuff, and. And then just like, you know, I was doing really good, 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 good. And then obviously there's this massive dump. drop. Yeah. Oy. Oy so vey. I, going forward now, have to be, um, you know, it's just like taking care of your teeth. You got to continue to take care of your teeth as you get older. I have to now take care of my hearing. I might be going back another week, too, to get some custom-made earpieces for, you know, when I do perform in, in loud um, venues. Or if, gonna... I go see, or if I go see a... Um, a uh, air supply concert, not because of air supply, but because of the girls in the crowd screaming. Scream, yes, at the air will you be the guy in the in the audience with the conch shell sticking out of his ear? Yes, that'll be the me. cornucopia coming out of your ear. <laughs> yes. What? Say again? Oh man! But I tell you, you know, we're getting older here, pal. And I was I was a little bummed, man. You know, and, there's a uh, bed for you at Ingleside. Yeah, well, not yet, man. You know, I, you know, speak ready. Of that. Speaking of that, I mean, we're still here. God bless us and all that stuff. But, you know, I'm going to be 52. You're going to be 52, right? Uh, next month. So you start. You start in. You, how, how many years we got left? You know? You and I are definitely on the back nine as this show has taken a decidedly morbid and sad turn. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hey, you know what? We talked off the air about our 50th show. What are we doing planning shows that far in advance? <laughs> Why are we buying green bananas, my friend? Why did I sign a one-year lease? I should be month to month. Dare I say week to week. <laughs> Hope my mom's not listening. She'll be very upset that I'm talking this way. Very, very upset. Oh, the, the green bananas got me, buddy. <laughs> By the way, you, oh, said, you said surprise. You just tweeted out surprise. We're live. This is our third Wednesday night show of the new fall season. Is so it? it's no longer it's really a surprise. 15, the 22nd, 29th. It's no longer a surprise. Wow, this is our third one? Are you sure? We're back. Yes, we're back in the Wednesday night bloodstream. Every bloody. Sorry, I slipped into my little DJ speak there. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, as you know, we, this is a slow rollout back because, you know. We're old, and we got lots of stuff going on. It takes it takes me a little longer to get down the stairs to the studio now, buddy. Do you, you know? have the life alert around I, your neck? Yeah, I might have fall? to get one of those electric ramps that ties to the banisters. It's only 
It's only 12 steps, six and six, you know. We should do a live remote going up and down those electric <laughs> chair, like, stair things, which is the exact name for it. Electric chair stair things. Yes. Up the stairs and down Woo! the stairs. And from what I've been told, it actually does the the, the stairwells that have the landing, the, the wraparound stairs. It's just straight up and down. No, no, no. I've been looking into it because I'll need it soon. <laughs> and when I say soon, I mean... In like an hour and a half. <laughs> all right, everybody, we've just alienated all of our audience members under the age of a hundred. <laughs> so hopefully, we can win you back with a high quality show with all kinds of references from the nineteen twenties and thirties. But in all seriousness, Rob, I mean, how much time yeah, how we got that, left? How about that? How many Dave shows Ruth? we got left? <laughs> how many shows? How many shows do we have left tonight? Let's see if we can get through tonight's show. Woo! Here. All right, buddy. Of- for those that aren't watching on the closed circuit, I have the phone dialed nine and one, ready to go. In buddy, the I got an ambulance stationed outside the house, buddy. Oh, there so. you see, always, always, yeah, always trying to one up me. Thinking in advance, man. Because your ambulance won't do me any good here in Maryland. No, no, it won't. But you know, guy gazunt on your ambulance and your ear infection. Yes, I appreciate that. Oh, I pal. thought your infection was from you know swimming in your brand new pool, Richie Rich. Well, it was, but it, I got the infection taken care of, but I figured while it was there, let me get the hearing test. Oh, okay, and that's... And now. that's where I got the bad news. Oi, Faye. All right. Oh, What'd this will cheer you up. What'd you say? This show will cheer you up. What'd you say? I said, oi, Faye. What'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. A death joke. <laughs> All right, buddy. It's time... For some headlines. And I'll make you do lines. Right here on the sports honchos, baby. Sorry, Rob. Speak up. I can't hear you. Yeah, okay. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this all show, Beethoven. You know, this is actually the new, this is the United States new national anthem. (laughs) Especially in D.C., buddy, down in your neck of the woods. Dear Lord, get your acts together, would you? Yikes. How about the government honchos? Me and you, buddy. Let's rip, no. rip this nation apart. No, thank you. Uh, let's see. I got three exciting stories for you, each increasingly icky. <laughs> and for our Spanish it's... listeners, that's uno, dos, tres. And that's, uh, that's los icky, which is Spanish for the icky. Uh, headline, 21 kilograms of elephant's tranquilizer land couple in jail. <laughs> How many elephants do you own, Paul? Do you need all that? Uh, Two Paris residents, that's P-E-R-R-I-S, residents accused of possessing 21 kilograms of carfentanil, a powerful synthetic opioid more potent than fentanyl, a lot of nils in this story, and used as a tranquilizing agent for elephants are in police custody and have been charged with multiple felonies after what was believed to be the largest seizure of the drug, not seizure as in Julius, seizure, of the drug in Riverside County history, authorities announced this past Thursday. Andres Jesus Morales, 30, and Alyssa Christine Ponce, 27, were arrested in Paris. Again, P-E-R-R-I-S, not the capital of France. On September 14th, following a search warrant that was served at a home on Lemousin Street, the Riverside County District Attorney's Office said in a press release, uh, Morales and Ponce, who are believed to be a couple, we're both charged on September 16th with four felony counts of possession of a controlled substance for sale. For sale. 
Hey, hey, pal, you want to buy an elephant tranquilizer? With three enhancement charges based on the quantity of the substances they allegedly possessed, both pleaded not guilty. Not, not guilty. guilty. To all charges in court Thursday and denied the enhancement charges court they use that, show. Um, did they use that Obi-Wan Kenobi thing? This is not the elephant tranquilizer right. you're looking for? These are not the tranquilizers you're looking for. Oh, okay. Nothing to see here. Move along. Uh, carfentanil is 10,000 times more potent than morphine and 100 times more potent than fentanyl, according to the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration. Uh, carfentanil can be lethal at the 2 milligram range, according to the DEA. Uh, no truth to the rumor they hand that out to Baltimore Oriole fans as they enter Camden Yards. But here's here's the best part of the story. Here's the phrase that pays. If mixed in with other drugs, the 21 kilograms of carfentanil seized could have been enough to potentially kill, wait for it, more than 50 million people. Wow. Where do these people live again? 50, Riverside County, California. 50 million people, which is a sixth, roughly, of the nation's population. So, good luck. And if you know where you can find some elephant tranquilizers, maybe stick with, you know, a gram or two. 21 grams, it's a lot of elephants. A lot of elephants being trained. I'm sorry, kilograms. Stick with a gram. Now, forgive me. I, I didn't hear this, but have they? Where have they transported this stuff? Good question. How do they get it? You ask. No, 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 From no. Where? I don't care where they got it. That, but what? Where is it now? Because you did say it could kill 50 million right. people. On August 17th, officers with the Riverside Police Department served a search warrant on a home on Glimmer Way in Paris and seized the 21 kilograms of carfentanil, 4 kilograms of cocaine, and 1 kilogram of heroin. Good times. While nobody was at the home when the warrant was served, detectives were able to identify Morales and Ponce as the suspects. Uh, There was another search warrant that produced another 16 kilograms of cocaine in the garage. So now all of this stuff... All these grams and kilograms of drugs are now safely in the possession of the, of the Riverside County oh. uh, Police Department. So if you, you live in Riverside County, you're listening to us, and you hear a lot of you know rock and roll coming out of the police station and some kegs being thrown out the window and some strobe lights and glow sticks, keep on driving. Dude, they're Just all, keep they, on they open that going. shit up. They're all going to die. Well, no. If they, if they do it all. If they, I think if you do it in moderation. <laughs> In lunchable sized portions, you should be okay. You know, there's some scary shit going on. I mean, even locally here in New York, uh, you know, this whole thing and uh, a couple of the Hootie, Hootie and the Blowfish is uh, ex girlfriend. Um, their their marijuana is getting laced with fentanyl, and these people are Yikes. dying. Yikes! Hey, by the way, uh, the the Blowfish, not Hootie, but not Darius Rucker, he's from South Carolina, but two of the Blowfish are from right here in Germantown, Maryland. Are they? Uh, so you're saying they're the good Blowfish? I would assume, if you're going to quantify or qualify blowfish uh, like that. I hate that. to tell you, but they're not as successful as old Hootie. No. A.K.A. They... Darius Rucker. Yeah. The the mother Rucker, as we like to call him around here. So, mother Rucker. good luck to the blowfish. All well, right. For all you uh, pot smokers out there, just, I don't, I don't know how you do a fentanyl test before you light it up, man. It's just scary, man. I don't know. Or here's an idea. Just don't and here's, do drugs. I got one last don't do question. drugs, kids. Yeah, one last question. Why is a dealer, would you, why do you want to kill your buyers? I don't get it. Well, you assume one very important fact, that criminals, especially these criminals, dropped out of, you know, their Mensa meeting 
to deal elephant tranquilizers on the street of Riverside. I mean, County. they're not watching California. Joel Olstein on Saturdays. Heck no. No. Okay. No, they're not Werner Erhard devotees. You know, I tune in Joel, a, a Joel every now and again for some uplifting, you know, squinty-eyed ceremonies. No, he's a schmuck. Hey, he's hey. got a positive message. Wait, wasn't that the original name of our podcast, Squinty-Eyed Ceremonies? <laughs> it's only slightly offensive. Right, we could have gotten away on. with it. No, I see. Look, people squint their eyes. This has nothing. To, it's not a bad thing. No. Just I like the name, squinty-eyed ceremonies. As we head into Rocktober, everybody. <laughs> don't don't say that too loud. Thank Traffic you. and weather together on the fives. I'm Donald J. Keydick, and my partner Willis Dick Fitz. Hi there. <laughs> You'd be Willis, by the way. On the Don, note, the Don uh, and Will show. <laughs> Watching uh, coming across Anchorman there a couple weeks ago. Oh, just God, the first one, the brilliant, just brilliant. That's just that's just. <sighs> I, the first time I saw that movie, when they, they get to the the stay classy San Diego, except it wasn't stay classy San Diego part, mm-hmm. I actually rewound or whatever you do backwards. It's not rewind on a DVD. Scan back and watched it again and then again because it was just so funny. The delivery of that, fantastic. There's a lot of great deliveries in that movie. Yes. Love it. I may watch it after the show tonight. Okay. There you go. Is it all right? I'm not going to say anything, but I think you know, you, you're all right, whatever. Question, buddy, on the Don and Will afternoon get together. How much is the most expensive pair of underwear you've ever bought? Well, I got to be honest, honest and don't gotta, say gotta, you don't let, me, let me be honest with you. Speaking of us getting old, yeah, it's been a long time since I bought myself my own pair of underwear. You're just wearing the same pair from the 90s. I get, I get I get them in gifts. Okay. Well, the last time you bought underwear, what would you say? 15, 20 bucks for a good pair of boxers? Yeah, so probably strolled through a store and picked up a couple of pairs and looked at them. I mean, you know what? Now that I think of it, probably honestly about seven years ago. Okay. But, um, but- uh, let's say uh, eight ninety nine, maybe maybe a two-for-one sale, but probably under 15 bucks. You mean like a two-for-Tuesday? I mean, I like the, you know, the Hanes, you know, they're kind of like shorts kind of underwears. Boxers, right, the boxer say. briefs. Ah, yes. and speaking of boxer briefs, as our next story we'll get into, how would you like to pay a cool $3,000 for a pair of underwear? Well, what do they come with? But not just any underwear, mind you, but game-worn oh. underwear from, speaking of Hanes, his heirness, old number 23, Michael Jordan. That's right. Michael Jordan's underwear sold for a cool $3,000 at auction recently. Leland's auction Saturday night, his light gray pair, I hope that's the only color, uh, sold for $2,784. While the underwear had a dry cleaning tag attached to them, the auction listing says they show, quote, and this is the horrifying part, signs of definite use. You know, the before, you, before you brought up the old dry cleaner tag, I had a I had a long list of inappropriate questions. Well, but since they've been dry cleaned. Yes. But again, signs of definite use. There were are you ready? Nineteen bids. Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh uh, do we know if most of Underwear the held by were... his uh one of the bodyguards. Were they were they were the, were the bidders male or female? Were they male or female? Uh, the bidder is anonymous. 
And I don't know what the bidder is going to do with them. Maybe wear them on their head. And excuse me, was it one particular game? Oh, it's not. When I say game worn, I mean it was just worn by Michael Jordan. They were, you know, boxer oh briefs. Oh, my God, he could have been walking practice. around the house with them? I don't know. It's but not he was like game six in 1993 No, that would have gone for far more than $3,000. What the hell are you doing? I... Again, what do you need the underwear I mean, for? These people probably could have found his address. Ask him in an email or a letter or knocked on his door. Hey, would you mind? Can I have a pair of your drawers? God, that's he the worst Halloween ever. Him. Imagine that Halloween. Trick or treat, can I have your underwear? <laughs> Hello, Mr. Jordan, sir. Well, hey, that's, you know, could be new this How about year. A, how about a pair of undies? Maybe I'll use that. Didn't we have a costume Sick. we were talking about last so, yeah, week? Yeah, it doesn't say a bottom. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the skeleton Oh, you mean the, uh, the skeleton Yes. Yeah. Wearing that yes. and then knocking on the door and going, hey, trick or treat, yeah, can I have some... a pair of your underwear? <laughs> hey, How hey! about some underwear? Remember, and remember, Ooh. kids, when you're confused... Yellow in the front, brown in the back. For all those that are confused about how to wear your underwear. And now for the best story of the week. Woohoo! Doot 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 doot. Who's ready? Headline. <laughs> I just, you know, uh, this one was not sent to me by my friend Paul here. Man 25 dies after using glue <laughs> to seal his penis shut. Instead of a condom, in drug-fueled romp with his girlfriend. <laughs> just... right, can you can you read that back one more time? And I'm man, close... tw- yes. twenty-five Close dies after using glue to glue. seal his penis shut. Yes. Instead of a condom, in surprisingly drug-fueled romp with his girlfriend. Now, how did he die from this? Okay, I'm gonna. We're gonna I'm glad you asked. Let us get into the story now. Salman Mirza, 25, reportedly applied epoxy adhesive to his manhood as a substitute for protection to stop his fiancée from getting pregnant before having sex at a hotel in Gujarat, India. Now, here's what happened. The man died the day after reportedly using epoxy adhesive to seal off his penis during sex. The couple, uh, both reportedly addicted to drugs, what a surprise, checked into the hotel in Juhapura, Neighborhood of nice odd names here. Ahmedabad on June twenty second, before Mirza was found outside unconscious the next day. Police say, after taking drugs, they decided to use strong glue to quote seal off his private parts during intercourse to avoid pregnancy, according to a senior Ahmedabad city police officer, who said the pair also mixed whitener with the epoxy to inhale it for a kick. So clearly, they inhaled it like they were sniffing glue and thought, hey, let's you know plaster over the penis. Several witnesses said that Mirza, along with his former fiance, well, of course it's former because he's dead now, both of whom were addicted to drugs, had gone to a hotel in Juahapura. Since they did not have any protection, they decided to apply the adhesive on his private parts to ensure that she does not get pregnant. They were carrying the adhesive as they occasionally used with whitener to inhale the mixture for a kick. The next day, Mirza was found unconscious in shrubs, near an apartment complex by his acquaintance, Faraz Sheikh, who took him home. And now we get to the conclusion of the worst condom story ever. Uh, His condition deteriorated, and he was rushed to Sola Civil Hospital, where he died from multiple organ failure, reportedly caused by the adhesive. I guess once it got into his body, it proceeded to wreak havoc with all of his organs. 
Uh, experts have previously warned, oh, I'm sorry, the senior officer added, unfortunately, adhesive damaged Salman's organs, and he died due to multiple organ failure. Experts have previously warned men against sealing their penises shut after an alarming product touted as a more convenient and less intrusive way to cover yourself up hit the shelves. That product, called Jif Tip, raised concern amongst health specialists who warned there is a, no evidence that the penis sticker, which is what the Jif Tip is, a sticker, for your penis is safe or effective in preventing pregnancy. How many men are out there actually sealing their penises? And why do people, why do more than one people or person who's not on drugs have to be warned, hey, don't put glue or a sticker on your penis? Here's an idea. Don't have a condom. Either you say no, or there's got to be a Wawa or a Sheets or a 7-Eleven right around the corner. And they have plenty of condoms. No need to resort to adhesive products. Well, Robert, they do say when you're on drugs, you don't think clearly. True. That's what I'm saying. It's surprise, surprise that this couple was on drugs. So we have to leave it at that. Yeah. We have to leave it at that's what happened. Hey, but it's, here's an important safety tip. Don't, uh, you know, ingest any sort of an epoxy, especially through the penis. No. That would be, uh, the as, nose, as like, we've just found out, that is a very... That's a bad idea. It's a bad, yeah. It's, it's, it's not going to end right for you. Do it through the nose like most people. Hey. Yes. Do-do-do-do-do-do. From all your pals at the sports honchos, another safety We're saving lives here. We are saving lives here. That's what... All you kids. You know, these headlines that will make you do lines, or, or flat line, as we've yeah. just found out, um, you know, tune in, folks. Because you, you might miss, you know, these are general PSAs. Yes. Kids, teenagers, cut your hair, get a job, <laughs> stop listening to the rock and roll music, and for God's sakes, stop gluing your penises shut. For God's sakes. All right, pal. Good stuff. But it's time to start the sports show here. Oh, hey, well, do we do sports here? I thought it was all, you know, blue talk. Tachos. Okay. Okay. And here come the drums. Woohoo! Week four of 14 in the National College Football League. Right here in America, baby. America. 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 Where we, state to we state. Don't, vaccinated and unvaccinated. Yeah. COVID cases and non COVID cases. You know, right here in America. We may not take the vaccine here in America, but by God, our penises remain unglued. That's hey, uh, true. Before we get to the college football, real quick, uh, the NCAA today decided that they will allow March Madness, yes, basketball, to be used for the women's basketball tournament, which up until this point had not been called March Madness. They were not allowed to use it, even though they were part of the NCAA. Called Miss Madness, So I say, it? it's about time. What the hell were you waiting for? What was it called all these years? It was just called the women's tournament. There was no clever name for it. I don't know. Do we really need a name for it? They're just a bunch of women. It's it couldn't bunch, Yeah, okay. It's a that's, bunch of that's Paul Cuthbert, ladies and gentlemen. That voice you're hearing... That misogynistic hey, I, voice. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I was just. I was, sorry. That's I was just. C U T H B E R T for the lawsuit that you're Actually, getting. Actually, I'm going out for an acting class here in Long Island, and that was my reenactment of the meeting when they decided oh, okay. to change the name. I was playing the part of rich white guy in the corner going, 
We need chicks. Come on, they, yeah, they're chicks. A bunch of women. Come on, they're, they're lucky we're paying didn't them. Didn't we give them a gym last year when they found yeah. out we didn't do a gym for them? Some weight. We gave them some weights. They're they're lucky they're on TV, and now That's they want a fancy right. name. Ah, oh, next they'll be asking for endorsements and pay. Ah, oh, come and on. And equal pay. The nerve of them. Come on, women. Am I right? No, none shoot. of that happened, they can't folks. Even shoot. Yeah, really. They lower baskets. Smaller basketball. How many dunks? How many dunks in in women's? Yeah, really. You know what they should have said? Come on. You start dunking, and we'll call it March Madness. Oh, okay. and you know what? Would any you're not allowed to bid on on female basketballs underwear? Oh, the outroar that would cause. Sick. <laughs> okay, now we're done playing theater of the mind. In all seriousness, really, I'm not sure <laughs> what. I mean, I know what prompted it. The fact that people realized, hey, you're not treating your women, your female players the same as your male players. But really, they, they actually said you can't use, if you're the women's team, women's tournament, you can't use March Madness. Come on, can't crisscross the marketing, man. You can't crisscross the real money from the tournament, and that's the men. The men make the money, okay? You thought, yeah, now, now, now guys, you see, because you don't want to confuse the guys. <laughs> Wait till the comments. Wait till the threads on Twitter start. Hey, Confuse I thought them. I was tuning in to watch the men's March Madness, and it turns out they're calling the women's the March Madness too. And I turned into a bunch of ladies throwing an orange ball back and forth to each other in shorts. Right. However, if they can read, which you know the jury may be out on that one, uh, the floor of the basketball courts will say March Madness women's basketball. So at least you can look on the floor and say, "Oh, look in big letters, women's basketball." The article says they're, they're not allowed sure to in- vote. Ain't that enough? Ain't that enough, <laughs> Rob? This guy. Uh, the NCAA did not specify Wednesday how March Madness will be incorporated into the women's tournament, but using that logo on the court would be a great start. So there you go. And yes, we gave you a hundred years ago. You got the right to vote. Isn't that enough? And now we're going to stop. Let's go back to making jokes about Paul's hearing loss. Such that it is. What? I couldn't hear. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. um, who's number one? Well, in the Pioneer League, five. baby, the Pioneer League. Oh, we're we're, we're going to get to that. Don't oh, okay, don't okay. yeah don't don't rush. Hold your horses, Bucko. Here's the top five in the other poll, not the Pioneer League poll, but the other poll, the top twenty-five. You know, your top hasn't changed. Bam, it's Georgia undefeated. Wait, well, hold on, but which conference? What should we be looking at? The Big Ten, the Pac-20, the Thirty hey. Forty, the Two hey, Dudes. Hey. What am let I me, looking let me, at here? Let me let me drive the train here, okay, pal? This is the AP top twenty-five I'll be in poll. In the back, by the drink cart. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, Penn State, Iowa round out the top five, and this is why this is going to be. One of the best college football seasons ever, because for the first time in many years, Clemson is an afterthought. Clemson is number 25. Two spots. There's two teams in the ACC ahead of them. If you had said last year at any time that Wake Forest and NC State would be ahead of them in the polls. I think I said that. People people would have laughed you out of the gym. But now look at them. 25, 2 and 2. Barely clinging to life. A big showdown. I never thought I'd say this sentence. A big showdown against Boston College, who's 4-0. Woo-hoo! A big ACC dukeroo as the conference play really starts in earnest this weekend. We got some big games on tap. Um, Florida State is 0-4. 0-4. Oh, perish the thought. 
Oh, and four. And I, I don't care about Florida State. They've tormented my Terps for long enough in the ACC. But, you know, an outside observer, Florida State, oh, and four, first time in almost 50 years, just doesn't seem possible. But that's why this season. Blame it on the quarantine. No, we're done blaming things on COVID. That's why this season is turning out to be a great one. People might say, well, you know, it seems pretty mediocre, but no. Sure, Alabama's at the top. But again, Georgia, Oregon, Penn State in the top four. I mean, they're no strangers to being highly ranked, but we don't have we don't we're not looking at the poll with, you know, Ohio State and Clemson and Alabama and Notre Dame in the top five, somewhere in that playoff top five, top six mix. It's great. Some new blood mixed with some old blood. Because more people than are than are willing to admit, they kind of like Alabama. They like seeing Alabama on top. It's the same people that wouldn't admit to liking Tom Brady and the Patriots. Although, now that he's no longer with the Patriots, everyone loves Tom Brady. But we'll get more on that later. So people secretly like having... Just like people secretly enjoy baseball more when the Yankees are doing well. They won't admit it. But they secretly like baseball better when the Yankees are doing well. Do you doubt that? People won't admit it. New York Yankees are a religion around here, pal. Okay. I wouldn't. I didn't say anything don't, bad about. Them. Don't. Do you hear what I said? Don't use Obviously the Yankees. Not. Don't use the Yankees as an example. The Pirates, yeah. The Diamondbacks, yeah. But not the. No, Yankees. no, no. Yeah, listen, listen. The Orioles, yeah. Definitely use them as an example. People who don't like, who say they don't like the Yankees, they don't live in New York, secretly. Who are baseball fans like it when the Yankees are doing well because it's that's how baseball should be. That seems right to them. You know, they don't want to see upstart teams doing well in the American League. Like your, you know, your Houston's, your Tampa, your Baltimore, whomever. They like they feel like the universe is spinning properly when the Yankees are doing well, when the Dodgers are doing well. That's all. I'm complimenting your stupid team, so shut it. It's like that scene from uh, A Few Good Men. You need the Yankees on the wall. You need the Yankees on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do need the Yankees on that wall, but not the Red Sox. They can be Cuba in that scenario. Oh, man, I love it. Love it. So would you like some some nuggets from our good friends at the Athletic? uh, Well, I mean, as we continue, you know, to mine for sponsorship, 7,000 college teams here, the top 25, you're a little surprised at the way some of these teams are laid out here. But I mean, you know, nobody knows which pack, which conference, which this. I mean, it's the same team on top. Yeah, it's surprising Clemson's not up there. Uh, or Ohio you know, State. Look, we talked about this. Eventually, there's not going to be any conference. I got one question. One for you. super, I got, look, one Mr. super Mr. conference with all the teams. Honcho. Mr. Football Honcho, I have a question for you. Yes. Four weeks in, with four, you know, with tons of football left to go. Will this stand? Will this stand? You know what? We'll find out soon enough because the conference play begins. Will it stay like this? Will this be your top five at the end of the season? I doubt that Iowa. I'm sorry, that Penn State. Knowing their history in Oregon will stay there. Thank you very Georgia, much. George is going to play Alabama at some point. They're going to tumble. One of those two. Um, hey, as long as Notre Dame isn't up there. Oh, they'll be there, buddy. Of they, course they will. They Why? Because they're good. They're good for the TV. With NBC, they tell teams to lose. They they're good for the TV. 
Great for the TV. Yeah, they bring eyeballs to the set. So, all right, ready for some nuggets from our pals at the Athletic? Love it. Again, hey, do you have a subscription my... to the Athletic? Yeah, we did that last week. You don't okay. want to do it again? No. Uh, six ranked Trying teams. To get us a sponsor here, man. That's, you know. Okay, subscribe to the Athletic. It's money well spent. Is the discount did, I, still on? I did. I, I don't get a discount, so I don't know what you're talking about. I did reach out to my friend at the Athletic. Friend, it, that was a very strong word. The person I know at the Athletic. No, now you're friends. Um, he wasn't available to come on tonight, but I didn't ask him to come on tonight. So I said, no, no, not tonight. At some point in the near future. Oh, he assumed. That yeah. He, oh. I said, are you available? You know, we do the show on Wednesday nights, and he thought I was saying, can you come on tonight? I would never ask somebody uh, the day of the show to come Call on the show now. that day. Call no, him now. I'm See not, I'm not, I'm not, hey, you're on the air, buddy. No, I'm not going to do that. Right. No. So give me some nuggets. I'm also working on another like guest for, this for our Rob's baseball preview. NCAA football nuggets. Yes. Brought to you by the athletic. of barbecue sauce. I, don't, I know you were, you didn't hear me, but I said I'm working on someone to come to a baseball playoff preview for us for next week's exciting show, Graham. Show 42. Hey, Jackie Robinson's number, if we make it that far. When was it going to be like a volleyball coach? No, it's a real guest. Okay. And hey, it's don't make fun of our one and only guest. I didn't, and make, fun of him. I didn't make fun he's of him. I just soccer. asked you a question. No. All right. Six ranked teams lost on Saturday, giving 25 ranked teams have lost through four weeks, the most since in any time since 1936. So they've been doing the AP poll for 36, 70, 80, 85, 85 years. They've been doing the AP poll, and they've never had uh, 25 ranked teams lose in the first four weeks. That's the kind of season we're having where everybody's in the mix. At least it looks that way until the good folks at ESPN decide who they want to put on TV. So everything you see, like we've alluded to before, you take with a grain of salt. Uh, Notre Dame became the first team since at least 2000 to win by 28 points with fewer than 10 rushing yards. 10 rushing yards. They had... That's, they had, that's why they're on MSC. They're amazing. Yeah, they had precisely, uh, let's see, three. Three rushing yards on 32 carries in their win over Wisconsin, 41-13 this past Saturday. Vanderbilt, a school that's more known for being an academic powerhouse than a football powerhouse, and the alma mater of one Jay Cutler, uh, nearly allowed more points against Georgia than the Commodores had total yards. Now, that's a great statistic. The Commodores lost sixty-two to nothing to Georgia and had seventy-seven total yards. Well, at least the Commodores, they ha- at least their success in the music business is very good. Because they are easy hits. like Sunday morning. A lot of great hits. Yes, they are built like a brick house. Uh, Michigan State forced overtime against Michigan Nebraska. State? Did you Michigan, Michigan State? State. Yes. State? There you go. Forced overtime against Nebraska. Talk about a team that's tumbling out of the you know the upper echelon, a former blue blood, without picking up a single first down in the second half. Now, that's impressive. But also, they forced overtime without getting a single first down in the second half. A game they eventually won. Uh, yeah, they eventually beat Nebraska uh, in overtime. So, Scott Frost, 5-15 and 15 in one possession games in Nebraska. So, good luck to him in whatever school he's coaching at next year. And he and Mike Norvell, the coach at Florida State. And finally, from the ranks... Of the Pioneer League. Yes. Here's your Presbyterian update. 
Presbyterian, home of the Blue Hose, Love it. Scored, scored 152 points in its first two games and is now allowed 135 in its last two games. Uh, they led David Dayton 21 to nothing in the first quarter, but eventually lost to Dayton 63 to 43. Oh my God. So they were winning 21 nothing in the first quarter Holy and lost shit. 63 to 43. Dear Lord. So there you go. Uh, they punted one time. See, you, see, they, I mean, they got us. They got us in the documentary team into this final. Could you imagine? I'd love to see the fan base in the stands just watching that go down. Hey, we're twenty-one nothing. Twenty-one nothing, baby. <laughs> you lose sixty-three forty-three. Pioneer League, baby. It's awesome. All right, here, are, here are the games we're looking forward to this weekend. Uh, as I said, conference play in the Power Five starts to ramp up this weekend. Number. Eight Arkansas, which has been the surprise of the season after going 0 for 19 the last two years in conference play. They're 4 0. They're at Georgia, their first real test for both teams. Uh, Ole Miss, that's Lane Kiffin, uh, 3 0, number 12, at 4 0, Alabama, who's number one. Remember Saban, he's 23 0 against his former assistants. And a game to see which one of these teams is truly for real, and I hope it's the one from Ohio. Uh, number seven, Cincinnati at number nine, Notre Dame, 3-0 and versus 4-0. So those are the games to look out for in the Whoa, college what about LA, Te- L.A. Tech versus NC State? Well, I'm, I'm watch sure, there's, one. sure there's lots of games that people will find interesting, especially in, in the Carolinas. <laughs> Is that what they call the fight in tech? La Tech. That's uh, French for the tech. No, I don't know what they call them. I don't know what their mascot is. Louisiana Alabama, Tech. Alabama is going to destroy Mississippi. Probably. Although they have the, um, well, yes, they're probably, they don't have, I was going to try to come up with an argument for Ole Miss. They got nothing. They have Lane Kiffin. He's going to soil himself as he usually does against uh, I got, Nick I got, Saban. <laughs> quick question here before we uh, move on from the uh, yes. college football here. Um, Hawaii. Talk to me. What about Hawaii? Who, who, who's in their conference? And do teams travel to Hawaii to play them? There was a time when uh, BYU was in their conference. And, yes, people would travel to play them, which has got to be, you know, a hellish travel for any team going all that way. But then a great location. And how long do you stay once you travel there? But I'm not sure what conference they're in. Now, they used to be in the Mountain West, which is odd because they're not a – So it's Fresno State playing the them West, this weekend. Are they the going West, out to Hawaii? Sorry. The West Coast Conference, not the Mountain West. Um, I imagine if they're playing Hawaii, if Fresno's playing Hawaii in Hawaii, they're making the flight What's from... What's the train ride from Cali to Hawaii? Um, a short one because you're underwater. <laughs> not a very successful one. Seriously, what's the flight? How many hours? It's like five hours from L.A. to Hawaii, something like that. It takes as long to get from D.C. to Flor- uh, to L.A. If you're, if you're recruiting, that's that's where you want to play, right? To get to play, no. what, four or five games in Hawaii? No, because Hawaii? your team stinks. Because your team yeah, sucks. Yeah, but you get to go to Hawaii. It's all, okay. on, the, it's all on the school for but four if you're years. Trying, I want to play Hawaii for four years. If you're trying to get top talent to play for you, the idea of playing in Hawaii only gets you so far when they realize we're on all our games are 10 o'clock at night or the crack of dawn in the morning, and we don't play anybody, and nobody's really going to see me play when I can play for the big boys. Now, if you're a middle-of-the-road, lower echelon, I'm playing college football, but I'm not actually going to go to the pros, 
Sure. You would think Hawaii would get more people. Who knows? The they Rainbow say, they Warriors. Say it's they say it's lovely. They have the helmet with the rainbow on it. The old school, and they do throwback uniforms. The helmet with the rainbow on it. Tell you, Hawaii gets the, the short end of the they, they took the Pro Bowl out of there now and everything, right? Yeah, that I, that I don't understand. The one thing the Pro Bowl had going for it for these players is playing in Hawaii, and, and, and now that's been taken away. What are they doing now? Detroit? What is it, Detroit now? It's uh, it's going to be in SoFi Stadium, I believe, because everything else is going to be in SoFi Stadium. They had, they had a game in Florida. Come on. You know, I used to Hawaii. like that. I was excited for that stadium until they changed the goddamn logo to Rams. Yeah, it's it's no good. At the, the, the uniforms, the logos, the whole thing, it's amateur art. With their, hello, my name is, name tag on the chest. It's terrible. Terrible. And it's great that Eric Dickerson... One of the great Rams of all time said, these uniforms suck. And he works for the team. Thank you. Or I guess worked. Thank you, Mr. Uh, we'll, get in, we'll get into more of the hams a little later on in our National Mediocrity League featured segment here on the Honchos. But right now, it's time to go to the rinks, the hardwood, and a wild card playoffs, baby. Get ready to lock this in. National League is all set. My Yanks right now struggle a little bit. Only in the game they're in. But man, they're looking good, baby. Come on, Rob. Clap those hands, baby. Nope. Woo! Time for some hockey. Some hardball and some hoops right here on the Honchos. They're playing make-believe hockey right now, Rob. Yeah, it's you know what it's it's football season. I I'm not paying attention to preseason hockey. What I am paying attention to is Nicholas Backstrom's hip injury, which so far it's very scary for us Caps fans because he's a no show at practice and nobody's really sure when and if he's coming back. So you know, stay tuned. I don't care if he plays in the preseason. I care less as long as he's on the ice in October, but. There's a little bit of panic around these parts about old number 19, old Nicky B. Look, as long as he's back between January and April, that's all you As long as he's back in April, I don't care. Come back for the playoffs, but just come back. (laughs) Just come back, please. No, is it me? Um, Am I becoming just a grumpy old man? Becoming? The whole (laughs) crazy, outside of the Seattle Kraken, okay? They're the only team right now that should be excited about preseason games. Yeah, I, I, I've never. I mean, this, preseason... this whole from the just the excitement of the the fake excitement. Oh, it's the preseason! All the playing is like, oh, please, please. I've and, I've never cared about any of that shine. Not baseball, spring training, not football preseason. I mean, if it's on, I'm bored. I'll just turn it on, but I'll do something else. I, I just none of it means anything to me. And I just firmly believe there's no need for preseason press conferences. No, God, They're no. They're just, it's just, and look, it's not an easy <laughs> job being a sports journalist. And I know coming out it's... of COVID and everything, but to the, the questions, even before the first preseason game, and then, the pre, I mean, the questions, and the coach is just, are you kidding? I know you got a job, but I'd be more impressed with, in between the first two preseason games of your NHL team, Ask the coach what he had for dinner last night. I'd be more interested than what he thinks about these guys playing on lines together and this guy and that guy. It's just ridiculous. 
give him give yeah. me four. Give, give me give me the final roster, and then right. Co- hey, coach, why did you choose these guys? Well, after all of the games and all of the practices leading up to the real games that start next week, and the decisions for me making these roster decisions. This is why. Yeah, but I, I after would. After a practice I would, and a scrimmage, I mean, yeah. come on. I would love a, to see this kind of exchange with a reporter. Uh, yes, this is uh, Phil McCracken from uh, Hockey Digest. I'm here with uh, Capitals coach Peter Laviolette. So, uh, coach, isn't it true that between you and I, we give a total of zero fucks about the preseason? And if so, what are we doing here? Can I just say, you know, you're you're doing your best. The team looks great, and we'll see you when the season starts. What do you say, coach? That's- well, Mr. McCracken, I, I totally agree with you. And uh, actually, I don't know why I'm here right now because I could be yeah, exactly. with my family. Yeah, the follow-up question, Coach Laviolette: uh, Are you? Do you have to appear at these press conferences? What's the fine if you miss it? And can I cover the bill for you? Here's my checkbook. That's what I'd like to. Because you're right; nobody cares. You don't learn anything from preseason. Here's what you learn: that it's preseason effort, but regular season injuries. And when somebody goes down in the preseason, look, you turn the it's ice just machines as bad back an injury. on. That's that's when sure. I pay attention. Yeah, all you're doing is you turn the ice machines back on. The guys are stretching. Um, you're right. getting the Zambonis ready again. You turn on the lights in the building. You get your security staff in. You get your people rolling. You practice your TV stuff. Everybody's getting the rust off and everything else. But to go in and to try and yeah. ask these guys serious questions, even the players too, well, what were you thinking on that play in the corner last night against the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs against their their they 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 suited twelve year olds last night against you. How did you feel you played against the twelve year olds last night? Hot it out already. That's just it's it's all bad. Uh, so, preseason, it's just practice. And it's that's practice why me and Rob, in front of a crowd. We don't want to talk about it. But I know no. there's a couple of things you do want to talk about. We just hockey. we just spent ten minutes talking about yeah, it. Too much. We don't want to talk about it. We give it way too much. October thirteenth. Uh, that's when the hockey will start here on the Honchos. The real talk. All right. right. Yep. Well, no, we we said last week it's no no sense talking as, so early. We'll see you all in ice. April. Yes, exactly. As far as on the ice stuff. But you do have a couple of off the ice things that you want to bring up well, as far as puck talk. One that's near and dear to your heart, speaking of your ENT's husband. Um will you be in the garden on January twenty eighth for Henrik Lundqvist? You wanna lend me three grand? It's three thousand dollars. Wow. You like three thousand bucks to see them re- put number thirty up in the rafters with the it's, rest of the retired. It's a pretty numbers. penny, buddy. Hey, look, it's expensive enough to go to a hockey game. Okay, I'm yeah. just telling you right now. And I started looking because my 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 little fella here, he's into hockey now, and I was kind of looking at the the new arena for the Icelanders. You know, he unfortunately is an Icelanders fan because of his cousins, his friends, gonna strangle him. But anyway, um, yeah, look, the tickets are expensive, but Hank's game, whoo. And you know what? There's a valid argument about it. Like, people are flipping out of the prices. But you know what? Since the Stanley Cup, the Stanley Cup Finals, you know, it, that's how you got to treat this game. It's a huge game. It's a, not the game. Yeah. Actually, the game means nothing. It's the event. It's Hank. So, look, the diehards are going to shell the money out to take right. their selfies and say, I was there, frame the ticket. Look, I love Hank. No more, no less than any other Ranger fan who obviously been following through his entire career here in New York. I'll be watching that game from home. But you have the hookup now. You have, you know, Doctor Corvette. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, maybe he you can know, get you. He can get you a ticket. I'll hide in the trunk and get me in. 
Yeah. Maybe he can get you a ticket. No. It's, it's you know, um, look, I made the effort to just kind of, most of it's sold out already. You can't get a ticket anyway. No. And the ones that are left, whoo. All right. Well, serious question for you about old King Henry. Since the 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 squad that won the cup in '94, so you know Messier, Leach, uh, take the Richter, take all those guys out. In that post '94 era, is Henry the greatest of them all? The greatest of all Ranger goaltenders. Uh, just Ranger Rangers period since that '94 era, that '94 era team. You know, to me, see, I don't, I don't like the question. If you're asking me, it, does it warrant his number getting? Retired? No, 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 no. It no. He absolutely deserves to have his number retired. I'm just saying, if you think about all the great Ranger players that have come and gone since you last won the Cup in '94. Is he the one that stands out the most as this oh, was since ninety four? Is he the but yeah? Well, of course. Yeah. I think that's you know that's a no brainer. Okay. I mean All this right. this is this is this is absolute. This is right. This is good. I mean, Hank's number definitely deserves to be up there. I mean, he basically carried the franchise on his back for the last you know ten years and fifteen years, and then you know when he started and came in here and stuff. Look, I. I, I remember when Kevin Weeks was on the team and, and it, that, that transition and when he, you know, when Hank took over and stuff. And, it, I mean, it seems it's so long ago, and it is, 20 years almost. But I'm happy for him. I mean, this guy, he stayed here through it all. I mean, even right. what happened last year going to the Caps, and unfortunately because of health, you know, I, I feel for him. I think you, a lot of Ranger fans are probably relieved we didn't have to see that, see him in another jersey. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen him playing – just one, even once for one season in a cap sweater. Yeah, but you know what? They they weren't going to have fans. It was the quarantine season. It just to yeah. me, you know, like I said, I think every player wants to play. So for him, I'm you know definitely I I would never talk anything bad about it and be selfish about it. Look, Hank doesn't know me, and I don't know Hank. He doesn't give a shit what I think really when when it's all said and done. But as a Ranger fan, this is this is right. I think it's super. I think it's great. You know, you, you you toss out, you know, Ranger goaltenders throughout the years, you know, whether it's going back to a guy that I loved, J.D., as a kid when I start, first started growing up, you know, Glenn Hanlon during those those series against, uh, you know, the Islanders, the Van Beesbrook coming in here, and then obviously Mike Richter, he's the guy who won it. And who knows yeah. if, if, if Richter's, you know, if his career isn't cut short because of his concussion, who knows what the Rangers might have done, one or two more things with him, who knows? You know, Richter so- to me, I mean... Go ahead. Sorry. When you first saw King Henry, when he first started playing for the Rangers, you know, full time, did you know then? Did Ranger fans know then that you had one of the greats, a guy who could be one of the great goalies of all time? Yeah, no, you you can you can feel it. I mean, there there was something about Richter too. I I myself as a hockey fan too, and especially with goaltenders, uh, how guys carry themselves. Uh, number one, how they keep themselves in shape, uh, their form. Um, the way they can, uh, you know, run through adversity and then put a team on their back and carry them. Jeez, Richter did that when he was here. Beezer did that when he was here. I mean, even Glenn Hanlon during those years, too, and getting uh, the Rangers into those first couple of series against the Islanders and stuff. But Hank, yeah, absolutely. And you can almost see it with Shesty, too, Shesterkin right now. There's something about him. He's just, uh, he's got the personality. He's got the cut. Um, you know, he's still... You know, the, the current Ranger team, and the, even Georgie have two with these two goaltenders, you know, and I bring this up because this is the transition of Hank moving on. It's not a normal thing. 
This is yeah. not these last two or three years. These two seasons, obviously, have not been normal. It's not been a normal send off. It's you know, maybe even if, if it's normal seasons. I guess at the time they, they did in terms of where the Hank was staying or not, but. You know, Shesterkin right now and Georgiev, as far as getting handed the torch, it's Shesty's job, obviously, right now. But he's now he's playing for Gallant, brand-new coach. He's not playing for Quinn anymore. He had a couple yeah. of injuries in those in the short season stuff. So, Shesty needs a full season here, and he's got to play the whole league. He hasn't even played the whole league yet. Isn't that no, crazy? I, I, yeah, that is that is crazy. I, you forget that last year was just you played people in your in your division. Look, we've had some good goalies in Washington. I'm in no way putting any of them on the level of Lundqvist, let alone the level of Richter. But Hopi, I love Hopi. You know, he he won, won a cup for us. But there was something about Olaf Kolzig when he was here. He's always, he'll always be one of my top favorite capitals of all time. There was something different about him. Anyway, he got us to the cup finals, but obviously we didn't win one. But he, I mean, Al Jensen and Bob Mason and Bo Prey, and Mlarchuk and all the guys that were behind, you know, in the nets for us, nobody carried themselves like Kolzig. And I just wish, you know, he could have led us to a cup if he had more, you know, support on the team. But I know what you're saying about how guys carry themselves. You looked at Kolzig and you said, that's a goalie. That's a professional hockey goalie. And he made some great commercials too here in the D.C. area. I mean, we, 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 I mean, down the road we can do this as far as hockey when it, when it gets into the thick of the season. I mean, look at us now. I mean, just doing this, the sports controversy the last. I mean, this, we've been doing this primarily debuting this show around COVID. Half seasons. Yeah. This is we, We're just getting used to, you know, obviously football but and baseball a little bit. But, I mean, this is this fall and in terms of hockey and basketball, in terms of getting back into regular seasons and seeing how it all plays out. I mean, that's it. I mean, it was it was so damn impressive what happened. I mean, Vasilevsky to me on on Tampa Bay is just he's the greatest goaltender in the world. Yeah, and he's had to do it back to back in two very unique situations. So let's see what this kid's going to be like. I mean, I know he's got a season of two under his belt prior to, but hey, look. Long story short, uh, this is great for Hank. If you got the money and you're getting in, fantastic. It'll be a great night. It's great for him and his family. Look, the guy he dedicated. He he gave it all he could to get the Rangers a championship. He got close. It didn't work out. He's going to go down as one of the he's, – he's among so many greats in so many different sports that were just the best at what they did, but unfortunately didn't get that ring. You know? And not to mention super dreamy. Oh, man. <laughs> handsome. S- super handsome. Almost as handsome as us. Almost. Almost. But not quite. But you our, can have but the listen, money and the good lucks. We just have the good lucks, baby. We have the good lucks, but they're not re- they're not putting any of our jerseys up in the rafters. So uh, you know, he's got hey, that. Great if you send me a jersey nice. with your name in the back, I will I will I will put it up here in the studio. I'll bet you would. I'd like would. to see that. Would. Um speaking of the caps, by the way, real quick before we move on to basketball and baseball, um Jersey advertisements are not set to be rolled out until the 2022-23 season, but the Caps next year, a year early, and I'll give you five million reasons why they're doing it a year early, um, are going to have Caesars Sportsbook on their jerseys as their official jersey sponsor. And I will say this, and again, $5 million, you can't be wrong. I have long since come to Jesus about... Uh, advertisements on uniforms, and I'm looking at a picture of it now. It's it's 
I'm not going to say it's barely noticeable because they didn't pay five million bucks for barely noticeable, but it's I'll put this in quotes. It's tasteful. And you know what? What do I, what have I said since we started this show? When it comes we'll to the NHL, up. I'm talking. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, that too. But whatever in the NHL keeps the lights on for the league and for the teams, I'm okay with it. I used to be diehard against it. I said, no, that's for you know European soccer teams and so on. But I'm looking at it now. It you know it doesn't. My eyes don't go right to it. I still see you know the Capitals logo. It's fine. It's tastefully done, and you know leave it to the Caps to a year before everybody else make as much money as possible. So I'm okay with it. I just wanted to throw it out there that it's not going to need the money here. when Ovi retires and the team starts yeah. doing a nosedive and nobody's uh, well, in the building anymore. Listen, listen my friend, gonna the, team's gonna money. St- the team's going to start taking a nosedive before he retires. I mean, their, their time I think is, is past, especially if, 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 as we said, Backstrom is out for any extended period of time. So I'm okay with, you know, advertisements on the jerseys as long as the NHL keeps on running, keeps on chugging along. Yeah, and it hasn't started yet, so let's move on, yeah. okay? Oh, and, and Bridgestone is out as the Winter Classic sponsor. Why? Wow, that's uh, major news. That is major news. Um, well, you'll be shockingly, I just said we're going to stop blaming things on COVID. Um, it's now, by the way, Discover Card is going to be the sponsor, starting with this next Winter Classic. Uh, Bridgestone was hit hard financially by the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic and sponsoring an outdoor hockey game became a lavish, unnecessary expense for the tire company. So smart business people. I like it. Yes. So goodbye Bridgestone winter classic. Hello. Discover winter classic. You know, uh, last thing on the NHL, I couldn't find anywhere. I had to tweet out to a couple of my hockey buddies. I couldn't find anywhere where I can get, you know, what the NHL, what ESPN and TNT are doing with the games during the week. You know, like NBC yeah. used to have the, the rivalry night on Wednesdays right. and the doubleheaders and stuff. So it turns out that ESPN and TNT are doing the same thing. And uh, it'll pretty much be Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights as far as during the week, and in addition to all the other games they're going to show. Right. Oh, and, and the Winter Classic will be on TNT this year, not ESPN. If yeah, I, do, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't know. School. I don't know. I think uh, visually we'll, it might not be everything that everybody wants to see this year. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, I'm interested to see um, a lot of people we grew up watching, you and I, are going to be analysts now, either on the ESPN side or the TNT yeah, side. We don't know if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. But, right, that's what I'm but saying. a lot of the guys I, from NBC have come over, so it's still the same guys. It's wait and see. Um, hey, as long as Barry Melrose is involved, and I feel like I'm one of the few people that, you know, likes the work of you know, Barry Melrose. Not, I, don't, I don't get it. He's not all that. I just, I just, I, I just like no, him. No, you Barry not, fans, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get you Barry haters. You anti Melrose. Right, well, we'll have a Barry show one night. Yeah, get Barry Melrose on the on the phone. <laughs> He's busy yeah. greasing Quick. his hair. Hey, at least right. he has hair. All right, so um, me and you are vaccinated. Uh, is everybody in the NBA vaccinated yet? I know pretty much. No. I think ninety eight percent of the NHL is vaccinated. The rest of the leagues are going the same way. Um, Apparently, uh, LeBron James is, so you can sleep easy at night. Um, but well, those this guys, is those guys will be injecting more than just vaccines. They need more and other than, stuff uh, in the, as far as the LA Lakers are concerned. And we're going to be following them all season long here on but the La Honchos. This is a major problem for the NBA. Uh, the fact that two of their best players, Andrew Wiggins of Golden State and Kyrie Irving of Brooklyn, 
are not vaccinated, which is not only it's not only a problem for the team. Can we put this in perspective? Half of the freaking Massachusetts State Troopers, they just, they left. And the New York governor's calling in the National Guard because of all the people that have had to fire in the healthcare system. I mean, you're talking thousands of people now are not, I, two guys in the NBA and you, you, tell them to go stay home. You're done? Yeah. Are you finished? For now. Because I, last I checked, we're not talking about municipalities and government employees well, I'm just saying, on the hot shows. Perspective. No, well, here, let me finish the sentence, and then you can cut me off and put me in perspective. My point is this. They can't play in New York and California because they're unvaccinated. And the NBA, which is not coming down hard on these players, is saying anyone who can't play because they're unvaccinated, Kyrie Irving, Andrew Wiggins, we're not going to pay you. And I say, good. Because if I have to hear one more person say, well, I don't know... Either I'm doing more research or I'm not getting vaccinated for personal reasons. I'm going to scream. All these guys in the NBA who are just hardline anti-vaxxers with no reason other than I have to do more research or it's personal. When you say it's a personal reason, you're saying you have no reason to do it. Okay. You know, the funny thing is, I'm glad. I'm glad that Wiggins can't play in California and Irving can't play in New York. And. I'm glad the NBA today has said, okay, if you're not vaccinated and you can't play because of your vaccination status, you are not getting paid. Now, that's that's eight, 41 games that Wiggins will play in California and 41 games Irving will play in New York. That's 41 games they're going to miss. That's half your salary. Uh, half they're your salary. loaded already. They're already millionaires. I mean, they, this is, this is going to hurt them. They don't care. It doesn't matter if it hurts them. I'm just happy the NBA has put its foot down and said, yeah, fine. I agree you with wanna- you. I'm with you. You don't want to be vaccinated? Great. You're not getting paid. Now, I'm sure because the NBA is a players league and the players union has more power than any other union in the four major sports, they'll find a way around this or somehow, some way it'll be something other than COVID. How will they find a way I don't know. around this? They will because they always He's do. Only, they're only going to be able to play in the states that they're allowed to play in. I'm talking about the no pay thing. They're not going to be able to get around the state mandates about vaccinations, but they'll get around this whole not paid because we can't play. Believe me, the NBA star-driven league, driven by the, you know the top echelon players, there's like 20 players in the league that run the whole league. They'll find a way. Just like you know Ben Simmons will find a way out of Philadelphia, despite the fact they just signed a new contract with them, because that's what the NBA does. They sign you. And then they let you go wherever you want. It's a great deal if you can get it. We'll the, break, it down. Uh, break it down. Three man. members three members of the Sixers went to visit Simmons at his home to try to get him. Or wanted to come out to California to get Simmons to come back. And he said, don't bother. Don't even come out and talk to me. I want nothing to do with you. Now, this is all tough guy talk before the season starts. Both sides are going to draw a line in the sand and say... We're not trading Simmons. Simmons says we're not going to play. We'll see what happens when the salary starts to evaporate, when they say they start missing game checks because he hasn't reported. The Sixers um, have received, are you ready? Uh, As you and I have received more calls about Ben Simmons than the Sixers have. (laughs) So clearly nobody's knocking down the door for a guy who disappeared in the playoffs because he can't shoot. 
They tried to trade him for James Harden before the Nets jumped in. They tried to send Simmons to Houston for James Harden. So the 76ers seems like be more than happy to get rid of him, but nobody's knocking. So nobody wants him, and Simmons doesn't want to come back. This is not going to end well, but you know my stance. Park his ass on the bench, keep paying him, but just let him sit there. Say, you don't have to. We don't have. We can't. We're not going to trade you. Can he you don't have, have snacks to play. on the bench while he's sitting? Of course. Okay. Orange slices, goldfish, Excellent. a juice box, whatever he wants. But let's see how good your skills are four years from now when you're out of your contract and you can sign wherever you want. You got to draw. You have to make an example out of somebody. So why not this guy? But we know what's going to happen. You and I'll be sitting here in a couple months discussing the Ben Simmons trade and the big. Uh, and you got to ask yourself. How many years does he have left? Well, he has four years on the contract, four guaranteed years. At, you I'm, know, not talking, I'm, not, I'm not talking about. His, I'm not talking about his contract. How many well, times he have left? You mean like on this planet? <laughs> He's more, wasting time. He's wasting more time, time, man. More time than you and I. Whoa! <laughs> well, Whoa. he's significantly Whoa. younger. <sighs> but as maybe, the great Don Henley gonna... said, it was all just wasted time. Another Excellent. great Eagles song. Yes, it was. Excellent. Well, it still is, I should say. Still well, is. yeah. It is. He's still with us. Baby, there you with your little heart in your mouth. Yikes. Uh, hello? Wow. Hey, we're not home right now. Is that Barry Melrose calling? Can't de- no, that was Don Henley because we mentioned the Eagles on the cast. And I sang a little verse. Oh, and he's like, no, no, you got to pay for that. That's no. right. You have you no rights to that, that song. You got to pay for that. Unbelievable. 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 Well, is that enough of the NBA? Can, can that's, we move that's, on? that's it. Um, that's, we, uh, we're yeah. done with the NBA. Yeah, we're done. Uh, the, sure? uh, the Lakers, still old, no broken hips yet. So stay tuned. They got through media day so far. Barely. They made it, though. So it's, it's a good step. So. Oh my God! Now they really now, are. is that really is that LeBron? Are. Every they time really you talk about somebody, they call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too much, man. Well, this is the way things go. All right, pal. Well, it is um, it's time to is um, it? yes, you know, do, 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 do. do a little um, dun 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 dun, a little dance, a little Make song, a little, a little dance. No, no, we're not gonna go there. No, a little football in your pants. Yeah, a little bit of that stuff. No, it's time to bring our uh, NFL experts on before we start the NFL program. Here we go. Oh, outstanding. Al, you old son of a bitch. How you doing? How do you feel about that call today? I mean, the Dolphins, fourth and three play on their 30-yard line with only 34 seconds to go. How do you think I feel? Betrayed? Bewildered? Wrong response? I'm not sure. Oh, yes, that is, listen to that production. That is, that's a perfect production. Diary. All right, baby. Get it now, buddy. Holly. Just the way you wanted it, pal. It's All fantastic. Right. Love it's it. It's time right. for week 93 of the National Mediocrity League. Ladies and gentlemen. It only right feels here. like week 93. On the Hort's sponsors. I mean the sports honchos. It only feels like 93. All right, you ready for the, for the whip around for all these games? Not every game, of course. That would, you know, we only have a day and a half to do this show. Well, just you know, give us the, the... But here are some highlights burners, you know. from week number three in the National Football League. 
and then we'll get to some games to watch other than the Patriots and Buccaneers this weekend. Uh, let's see. The Chargers and the Chiefs. The Chargers win 30-24, and Justin Herbert continues to trash this notion of a sophomore slump. He stared right into the teeth of the most feared team in the AFC and threw a game-winning TD on the road. Kansas City with 32 seconds left on the clock. How do you think the Dolphins are feeling these days, having passed on Herbert for the very fragile Tua? And I won't say his last name, because I don't have to. Uh, a lot of people are looking forward to the Bucks rams game this past Sunday, which, you know, the score it looked like a lot closer game than it was, but it was pretty much a Rams domination. Um, Stafford wins round one. Let's see who wins in the playoffs in round two, because I just feel like these two teams are headed for a collision course in the NFC Championship game. Um, it was one of those great games, though, what I like to call a perfect game, where, sir, somebody had to lose, but both teams, especially both quarterbacks, played well. Um, so it's not like you were... The anticipation, the hype for this game was realized. It wasn't... Stafford looked great, and Brady had you know four interceptions and was sacked four times which he may over the course of a season, but certainly not in one game. And how much fun is our friend Matthew Stafford having now on a team that can actually play meaningful games and gives its fans hope? I've always liked Matthew Stafford, and I, now I want to see what he can do. He was great with a woeful uh, Lions team. Now here he is on a really good stacked offensively and stacked defensively Rams team. Um, if you're a Rams fan... 3-0, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions so far. Pretty, pretty good for Mount, good old Matt Stafford. Which brings us to his former team. Your Detroit Lions with the uh, knee-biting coach Dan Campbell playing the Baltimore he's, Ravens. He's, he's a lot more humble in his press conferences these days than uh, he yeah, was after he got the job. We'll always have that first press conference. I'm going to rip their heads off. We're going to rip yes. their heads off. We're, gonna, we're, we're never going to lose a game. He if we spewed, lose a game, I'll shoot them. He spewed every football cliche in the book. Go it's back fantastic. and listen to that episode of the Sports on Shows where he was episode the dope of the 1093. Week. It was it's a classic. Anyway, Ravens kicker Justin Tucker. Can we just? I'm just going to say it now. Surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. Ends the game on a 66-yard NFL record-setting kick. 66 yards. And it was one of those, you watched it, hit the crossbar, and most of the time those balls come right back onto the field, but because it's Justin Tucker, hit the crossbar and gently drifted over. For the Lions, another dagger right in the heart. Now look, here, here's my... There were people uh, uh, physically uh, throwing up in the stands. Well, I'm going to... Here's you ready? You ready for the hot take alert? Hot take alarm. <laughs> hot take alarm. Fresh and hot right out of the oven. Uh, he is... Of all the players currently in the National Football League, my money for the most clutch player in the league, a guy you can always depend upon, is Justin Tucker. I know he's a kicker. Yes, I said it, a kicker. But look, when he lines up for a kick, you know he's going to make it. He has a 91% completion rate, uh, conversion rate over his career. 91%. And that percentage is not built on chip shots and short field goals. He routinely hits from 50 and now obviously 60-plus. Who else gives you that kind of guarantee? Nobody. 
Game on the line. I'm not saying any other kick even rises to that performance. Game on the line. Justin Tucker in your back pocket. You know you're going to win. All the Ravens, as soon as you, as soon as foot hit the ball, the Ravens knew they were going to win. Sure, surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. That's it. Awesome. I'm just going to leave it out there for Good you. Good times in Baltimore. Uh, and but the but here's the ugly truth about the Ravens. They're in trouble. They're in deep guac. Uh, they should. You know, you couldn't. You almost could have left it there. No, I can't. Moved on. I can't. But no. They could be, oh, Go ahead. Two lucky breaks. They don't get these two lucky breaks, and they're 0-3. Okay, this is a team that's supposed to compete every year for the AFC crown, and they're not quite there yet. I know. Jacob, I love you. I know it breaks your heart, but he's the one that you sh- I wish I could make a show out of the texts that I get from him on Sunday when he's talking about the Ravens <laughs> and how woeful they looked. And all the texts end, if you just read the text string between he and I, you would think the Ravens would lose every game. When they won a couple weeks ago in at the last second on the Kansas City fumble, okay, uh, nothing. There was no, no, hey, we won. It was just, this team stinks. I hate sports. Last week <laughs> against the Lions, this team stinks. I hate sports. Never when they win. He's I guess a realist. He's too busy, he's too busy drinking. Because he's a college kid, you know. Oh. All right. Uh, Vikings, Seahawks. Kirk Cousins wins again. My pal. Three more TDs. Zero picks. He never gets any love, but all he's done this year, the Vikings are one and two, but not because of Cousins. Because of a fumble and a missed. See, if they had Justin Tucker. But they don't. A missed 37-yard field goal. So some someday, someday soon, people are going to give him just a little bit of love. More than just me, the president of the Kirk Cousins fan club. Uh, Bengals Steelers, it's over for the. We're going to talk more about this game later in the show, foreshadowing. But it's over for the Roethlisberger era. He's fighting the good fight, sure, but he is not scaring people anymore. I believe I said that in my uh, famous uh, preseason. Yes, all the teams stink, and we added Kansas City uh, to the list. No of good. No good. Uh, sadly, though, if you're a Pittsburgh fan, there's nothing behind him that gives you any hope. Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph, good luck. Good luck on that rocket sled to nowhere, Pittsburgh fans. But you had a good run. You had a solid run. A couple, couple Super Bowls in the Roethlisberger era, but it's done. Which brings us to the, the rookie quarterbacks. Time's a hog Zach- Pittsburgh, man. I mean, the Pirates haven't done nothing in no. decades. Uh, the Thank Pens, God they got the Pens. The Pens they, 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 they need to win again to keep those people, you know, so, inside their houses and not on the yeah. pavement from high buildings. <laughs> Yikes. The rookie quarterbacks this year, save for Trey Lance, who hasn't played. You're Justin, you're uh, Trevor Lawrence, you're Justin Fields, you're Zach Wilson, you're Mac Jones. Eh. Uh, Collectively, they have a meh minus, which just goes to show you, especially if you're in L.A. and Cincinnati, Chargers and Bengals fans with Burrow and Herbert, appreciate that. Because all these quarterbacks come in with this outsized hype. Teams trade up to get them. They're presumed number one and number two picks. And then allow them to just kind of flame out. Because, as we always say here on the Hot Shows, the game on Saturday is a lot different than the game on Sunday. Now, is it too early to make any proclamations? Of course it is. But it just goes to show you, so few guys come into this league turnkey ready, like Herbert and uh, Burrow last year. Most of them come in like your Wilsons, your Lawrences, your Fields, your, your Jones. They need seasoning. They need time. So if you got one of these guys that's ready to go right away, you're lucky. They don't come around that often. So work on Cincinnati, 
San, I'm going to call them San Diego because they'll always be San Diego. Work on re-signing them now. Start working on those contract negotiations now, especially for Herbert, because you got the next Dan Fouts there. Hopefully with more playoff success than Fouts. Um, the Wolfskins stink. That's all I'm saying. That's it. That's my that, review that's of my team. That's the, you know, CNJ. They, you know, you made fun of me with my stink. in-depth predictions. And look at you. Toss stink. it off already. Stink. There's nothing more I can say. Change stink. the name I'll, to the I'm Red sorry. Hose. I'll give you three words, okay? Here's my three-word in-depth analysis of the Wolfskins. Stink. Stank. Stunk. How's that defense working oh, out? Man. You know, Montez Sweat, one of our... Num- our first-round draft picks on the defensive line set over the offseason. He and Chase Young were chasing the single-season sack record for two defensive linemen held by I, Keith Millard. And second, Chris you're Bowman. You're in second place at one and two. You're, you're in a good spot. Stink. Or, listen, I've watched. Oh, by the way, so between the two of them, now I think they have one sack. Uh, Not going to get the 40-something record. Anyway, the Cowboys are certainly better. And the Eagles, yeah. I, I would certainly, in a match against the Skins, I, I would, my money would be on the Eagles. The Giants are woeful. At least we have the Giants to look down upon. By the way, the state of New York football, yikes. Um, the I mean, Packers. Like, like are you surprised? No, I'm just, I just, I feel bad. I mean, hey, at least you guys. Just the New York football teams? Really? No. Well, except for Buffalo. Buffalo doesn't count, though. They wouldn't, they would not lump themselves in the, in the metro area. Um, the Packers beat the Niners again. Kyle Shanahan doesn't know how to coach the lead and Aaron Rodgers, whatever you say about him, if you're dumb enough to leave him, he looks like Samurai Jack. If you're dumb enough (laughs) to leave time on the clock and give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers, even with no timeouts, you're going to lose period. It's like, you don't leave time on the clock for Mahomes. You don't leave time on the clock for Brady. You're going to lose. But again, Kyle Shanahan, if he's got a lead, he likes to just crush it like grape and destroy it because he doesn't know how to coach with a lead. Now, I will tell you, I've noticed this now more and more watching Kyle Shanahan offenses. He has a talented team with skilled position players at just about every position. And yet, he runs, you know, trick plays are a part of the game. Fancy, intricate plays are a part of the game. And yet, he seems to run them on every down. They, some of them take a long time to develop. Sometimes you just want a quick pass or just a, a you know just plowing ahead through the line of scrimmage for three or four yards, and eventually that's going to come back to haunt you when your plays take forever to develop. You're too fancy. You're too intricate. Just run some simple stuff. And if you have a lead, just keep running the ball and run the clock down. That's how you lost the Super Bowl against the Patriots. That's how you lost the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. And that's how you're losing. You lost this game against the Packers. Again. Most coaches don't know how to coach from behind. Kyle Shanahan doesn't know how to coach from ahead. And that is your whip-around look at week three. Here are the games we're looking at for week four before we end this segment. Um, obviously, you got Bucks, Patriots, Belichick versus Brady. Tom Brady comes home. Yeah, yeah, huzzah, huzzah. Uh, Panthers or Cowboys, which wow. one of these teams? Wow, huzzah. Oh, he says. I mean, I just I mean, people are talking about I, this I, game I, I so much. I don't know why you watch the game. I don't know why you watch the sport. No, I'm excited about the game, but they've been talking so much about this. I just there's nothing I can add. Okay, it's the game everybody wants to see. It's Sunday night. It's Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth. It's going to be a hell of a game. But I, I just 
there's enough platitudes thrown the thrown their way. I'm, I, you know, there's plenty of places you can go to hear him talk about this game. I mean, more but so nobody's than, more so than the Jags Bengals tomorrow night. Hey, listen, I'm, that's one of the games on my list. I'll get to that. Surprisingly, <laughs> really? spoiler alert. yes, spoiler alert. That's one of the games on my list. Oh, Panthers my Cowboys. Goodness. Panthers and Cowboys to see which of these teams is truly for real and who's not. Is it Darnold's 3-0 Panthers? Well, is more, it Dak's 2-1 Cowboys? We're just all waiting for more juicy comments from uh, Cowboys. Cardinals and, Cardinals and Rams, another big test for the Rams and the Cardinals as the AFC West continues to be the most competitive conference or division in football. Um, the, the, the Kyler Murray... Matt Stafford matchup is almost as sexy as the Matt Stafford Tom Brady matchup. Uh, Ravens at Broncos. The Broncos are three and zero, but they've beaten cupcakes. The record of the teams that Broncos have beaten zero and nine against the Ravens, who, as I said, they have to prove themselves. They're going to take on Teddy Bridgewater, who continues to be a guy who flies under the radar. He's the guy who you need to help your team out through some rough stretches when your starting quarterback goes down. Teddy Bridgewater's your guy. He's always been underrated since he's come back from that terrible knee injury a few years ago. Uh, Raiders at Chargers. Look, when you and I were kids, Paul, Sunday afternoon meant, uh, you know, Charlie Jones on NBC, the Chargers, the Raiders, some team out west, Dan Fouts, uh, Jim Plunkett, you know, the Raiders of Oakland versus the San Diego Chargers. Well, now it's the Las Vegas Raiders. At the Los Angeles Chargers, three and zero Raiders, two and one Chargers, two great aerial attacks. John Gruden, Justin Herbert, can't wait to see that game. And of really? course, great it's on aerial it. attacks. Really, have you seen? Have you watched the Raiders play? Now, if they take out Darren Waller, if the Chargers say, "Hmm, Darren Waller, you throw the ball to him a hundred times a game," we'll just take him out of the equation and see what happens. Derek Carr is having a renaissance this year. Okay, but we'll see how he does against the Chargers against, again, Justin Herbert, a guy who's going to be health-permitting one of the great ones in this league. And finally, that's right, tomorrow night's game, Jags, 0-3 Jags you got against 1-2 Cincy. You got here's, it, the only, here's why this is interesting. Okay, so you can see last year's number one draft pick, quarterback Joe Burrow, this year's number one draft pick, Trevor Lawrence. I want everyone to see the difference between a turnkey ready for Sunday quarterback and a guy who was an absolute stud on Saturdays, struggling Beautiful on Sunday with his coach. Another guy, a coach who was an absolute stud on Saturdays, realizing that Sunday football is different, especially when you can't just recruit anyone you want or, dare I say, skirt the rules like he did. But don't worry, he'll have some sort of health scare. Take a year off and then go right to uh, Southern Cal. So, uh, Richard Sherman joined the Tampa Bay Bucks, and Josh Gordon is back again. The Steve Howe of the NFL is back in the National Football League for Kansas City. So, if he can't make it there, he couldn't make it with the Patriots. So, if you can't make it with the Patriots or with the Chiefs, there's no place for you in the NFL. You're just a lost cause. So, good luck to him. Good luck to Dick Sherman. And uh, that is your NFL recap. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you, you left out from what I'm concerned is the biggest story of the week. And that, of course, is um, Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones was uh, on a uh, 
the show the other day. Shannon RJ on 105.3 The Fan on Tuesday, actually. And Jones was asked about Parsons. That's Mika Parsons' performance. Their number one draft pick this yes. year. And the Cowboys owner came up with a very colorful way to describe his feelings. And I'm going to read that for you right now. No, boy. Okay. <laughs> I'm scared. <clears throat> Again, quote, unquote, this is Jerry Jones. This is his answer. He's as pure as mother's milk, Jones said. He just basically steps out there and gives you everything he's got. And nature gave him some skills. And boy, does he know how to use them. God, that is so creepy. It's love, man. It's just love. I don't want anyone to, to compare me to mother's milk. Ugh. Yuck city. That, that's, that's my only response. Yuck city. You know, it's from Texas. <laughs> it's always a possibility. Good luck. Good luck to all of us. So we're done with football. Everything. We are done. There you go. Suspensions. That's your whip around look stuff. at the National Football League. Yeah, done, damn, done, done. Pretty damn good, man. I, I disagree with you about this Bengals-Jaguars game. I mean, I know what you're saying there, but, you know. Oh, it's going to be a terrible game, but from a, a, a you it's, know, intellectual. Look, there were always terrible games. It's a terrible season. It's a terrible league. Shut it. I mean, no, you, I mean, you say shut it. But I mean, you've already <laughs> jumped off your football teams. They're in second place at mighty one and two, and you're and you're jumping off the bandwagon. Did you Give watch the time. game Sunday? There's Give no bandwagon. There's because a, the rest of the league sucks, Rob. So as far as meat, I'm concerned, it's, they've it's all a meat got wagon. a chance. It's a meat wagon. And you know what? If we lose to the mighty Falcons on Sunday, we could be looking down the barrel at one and sixteen. Which would be great because we get the number one pick and blow it on a guy who can't play. The Washington Red Hose. That should be the name. I love it. You'll notice I'm wearing my fabulous, politically incorrect Washington Redskins t-shirt. Yeah, well, I'm not going to see. I'm I'm looking at it and it's blocked. So it's almost like it's like one of those like TV. They Oh, don't move, you know. Which, you know, the, the what is it, the, the fuzzy dot they put in front of something? They don't want to see somebody's face or something They're like pixelating that. the logo yes, exactly. and the name? So, yeah. All right. should be ashamed of yourself. But anyway. I'm always ashamed of myself. Uh, one quick soccer note. Uh, Ronaldo, uh, obviously, being back with Manchester United, my favorite and the entire world's favorite soccer team. The whole entire world of the universe um, scored a big go-ahead goal, winning goal, 2-1 today in the uh, Championships League. Here. Um, so That's I just, for Ronaldo. I wanted to send you that excitement. <laughs> Thank um, you. But again, you know, it, the, the season just started over there, too, and everybody needs to relax, you know? So they lost their Premier League game the other day. It was disgusting. So there's so much money in all these sports and so much mediocrity. It's just, what are we doing here, man? What are we doing here? Are we Why doing are we here? not on this gravy train? I don't know. Well, with that said, it's... Awesome, dude. Yeah, that's right. Here it is, fresh out of the oven from the Gags gang themselves. Because, you know, the Gags gang and I spend countless hours. That's countless, because I can't count. Each week in the basement of the Ghost Sports Media Complex, one day we're going to get up to one of the main levels to come up with each week's winner. And you can, Mr. and Mrs. Podcast Listener. For absolutely no reward, save for our undying respect and gratitude, help pilot the show by nominating your own Dope of the Week. 
Use the hashtag DOTW on Twitter, at Bitter and Rage, at Cuthbert Live, at Sports Honchos, at Go Sports Media Co. Don't forget the co at the end of that. Yes, and who will be carrying the mythical Sports Honchos Dope of the Week cup around the ice rink of shame this week? Why, Tyler Boyd, wide receiver for your Cincinnati Bengals. Way to go, Tyler! This past Sunday, the Bengals beat arch-rival Pittsburgh Steelers 24-10 in Pittsburgh. Boyd, now in his sixth year in the league, had a meh-plus game. Four catches for 36 yards, but he did have one catch for a touchdown. However, Boyd's biggest contribution to the game was what he said afterwards about the Steelers at his post-game press conference, which I sadly did not pull the audio for, so I'll just have to read it and do my best Tyler Boyd impersonation. He said the last plays of the game for them, they gave up. You could see it. They had three drops in a row. They portrayed to the whole nation on TV what they were about and how they gave up. Wow. That's big talk for the sixth year whiteout. That is the kind of trash talking one down on his trash talking one would expect after defeating your hated rival. The next day, Boyd doubled down on his hot takery with this gem on Twitter, where he said, Of all my years playing the Steelers. I've never saw them finish like that, and I have nothing but respect for them, but what's understood doesn't need to be explained. Jags up next. Some quality writing right there. You can tell that he put a lot of thought and time into that tweet. Yes, sir, nothing like some good old-fashioned ball busting between two giants in a heated, knockdown, dragged-out dukeroo spanning generations amongst teams consistently at or near the top of the NFL. Except it's not. A little history lesson, friendos. Pittsburgh is 649, 572, and 22 since 1933. Their playoff record is 36 and 26 with six Super Bowl championships in eight appearances. They are 2 and 0 against the Bengals in the playoffs. BT dubs. The Bengals, on the other hand, are 365, 453, and 5 since 1968. Their playoff record is 5 and 14 with precisely zero Super Bowl championships, but they did play in two, to be fair and they have not won a playoff game in over 30 years. Since 1968, when the Bengals entered the league, the Steelers have a record of 67-37 and 37 against the Bengals. That is a 645 winning percentage, hardly a, quote, rivalry. Now, winning against another team every so often does not rise to the level of a blood feud. It is more of a bloodletting on the part of the Steelers. Calling something a rivalry assumes that there is a balance of wins and losses between the two teams. This is more like target practice for the Steelers than a rivalry. But that is all time. That is all history. Maybe the playing field has been leveled a bit since 2016 when Boyd entered the league. The Steelers are 54-28-1 with three playoff appearances and two wins. The Bengals are 27-54-2 with zippy playoff appearances. The records are mirror images, and to add insult to injury, the Steelers are 9-2 and two against the Bengals in that same period. Level playing field, eh? The Rocky Mountains are more level. So to call this a rivalry may be a bit of a stretch. And just who is Tyler Boyd to question the heart and commitment of the Pittsburgh Steelers? What exactly has he done since coming into the league in 2016? Precisely Dick Ola. He has been named an all-pro <laughs> zero times and has been named to zero Pro Bowls. His best years were in college when he was first team all ACC as a senior. Hey, how about that? And in high school where he was a two-time Mr. Pennsylvania winner for football. Again, hey, how about that? I know you're probably 
sniffing your own tuchus after this win, Mr. Boyd, since it was the second win in a row against them. But that streak, to use that word liberally, comes on the heels of a nine-game losing streak to the Steelers, or as we like to call it in the honchos land, you were O for your career against the Steelers up to that point. You see, my friends, if you're going to call out another team's performance, you need to, I don't know, have actually accomplished something yourself, especially when you're on a team that is criminally underperformed against that team and in general since you arrived on the scene. Now, a former Bengals player like Boomer Esiason has earned the right to call out the Steelers. He was the 1988 NFL MVP, an All-Pro in 1988, a four-time Pro Bowler, and led the Bengals to the 1988 Super Bowl. But Tyler Boyd? Bupkis. Oh, and where did Tyler Boyd play his college ball? You can't make this stuff up, folks. That's right. Pittsburgh. So, (laughs) Tyler Boyd, for not understanding the meaning of the word rivalry, for having no sense of history, and for underestimating the strength of your opponent more than anyone since General Custer, you are the Sports Honcho's Dope of the Week. Congrats, Tyler. Your certificate is in the mail. Way to go, Tyler, baby. Woo-hoo-hoo. Anytime you can be compared to General Custer, you know you're doing something right. Bravo, Mr. Cuny. Bravo. And he went to Pittsburgh. That's just, that's yeah. just, that's just good stuff, man. Good stuff. UOTW, baby. Classic. Yeah. Classic work here done by Mr. Cuny and the Gags Gang. Gags Gang. Yeah. Gags Gang. See, I can't speak. Gags. One day gang. we're going to get the Gags Ooh. Gang on the air with us, but probably not. They, their union won't allow it. And they're not vaccinated, so. Yeah, so they're done. They've got to get the right together. <laughs> yeah. They hey, hand Rob, me all the copy through a plexiglass shield. <laughs> Rob, I just got this in the headphones uh, from the uh, the head honchos of the sports honchos. We um we we got so caught up in dreamy uh, Hank Lundquist and the vaccination wars in the NBA. Uh, we didn't really speak about baseball at all, real quick. I no, just, we sure didn't. And I, I just want to say, well, let's just congratulate everybody in the National League who's. Uh, Who's in right now? Milwaukee, St. Louis, a hell of a job these last couple of weeks. 17, 17 in a row. In a row. Unbelievable. Um, first goes in. Uh, Dodgers are in. And uh, it looks like Atlanta's going to win this division. Uh, Chicago's in, right? The White Sox? Well, that's they, I, uh, I'm getting to the um, oh, I'm sorry. Getting over I'm sorry. American League. I'm doing the National League right now. And, uh, yeah, so over in the American League, yeah. So um, Yankees obviously are holding on to the uh, wild card spot right now in addition to Boston here. Some good stuff going on. Tampa Bay, congratulations to them. Chicago White Sox, like you said, congratulations there and as well. Uh, Houston, just a matter of time here. And uh, currently, uh, the Yankees. Uh, let me see here. They're um, this doesn't matter so much right now because we'll be all fair. But look at that. The Yankees were down uh, three nothing. Uh, they have since now tied the game five five in the top of the seventh. So look at that. Good stuff. It's a way to go. Yankees Good are making times. the case. But the real reason. I wanted to bring up baseball here. Why, actually, not not me. The head honchos at the sports honchos wanted to bring up baseball here before we left is to make sure that we officially announce that the Amazons were officially eliminated from the Major League play- Baseball playoffs. Done. Out. No good. There will be no Amazing Baseball. In City Field in the month of October again. No good. Not amazing. Change it. Change everything. Oh, this just in. They announced today they rebranded. They're changing everything next year. 
Are you they? don't know what to look like. They can't right. fix what's on the field. Said they're gonna fix the logos and the colors and the fonts. Whole rebrand announced today. They can't get their acts together. They're wonderful in June, April, May, but never when it counts. September and October, baby. Done. I, I, I hate you. eliminated. I hate no to urinate good. on your parade, but uh, the O's are losing three nothing to the Sox. I don't so they're care. Not, they're not helping you out tonight. Doesn't matter. They're the not Masons helping you out. Are out. No good. Not amazing. Finished. Done. Lindor, Baez, all the money, injured players, Degrom, Syndergaard, Thor, whatever his name is. Oh, done. They're not amazing. <laughs> nice job on that. That could be their new theme song. Well, look, I just I, that rebrand. was all copy that I just read from the Ed Honchos here at the Sports Honchos. Nice. Yeah, we had to get that in. <clears throat> Sorry about Very that. Very sad. Sad times indeed. Woo! Well, from elephant tranquilizers to uh, vaccines to a, a disappointed, not only Redskins fan of the CUNY family, to the Baltimore Ravens CUNY family member. I mean, all this stuff today on the hot shows. Hard to believe. But it's over. Episode 41. We're moving on. We're going to try and hit 50. It's me and Rob. Because, you know, how much time do we have left, Rob? Really? It's the theme of the show today. It's Rob, please. Enough of me. Say goodnight to everybody. All right, everybody. As always, thanks for listening. We don't know how many more of these shows we have in us, so we appreciate you listening out there. Rate us, review us, tell some friends, follow us, subscribe, whatever you want to do. This weekend... Be nice to each other. Be kind to each other. Give each other a hug. If you see the the Mays family or the friends of Willie, give them a hug. For God's sakes, stop gluing your penises shut. And as always, <laughs> peace. Hot out, baby. Let's go, Bombers. <laughs>